0: Or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds,
2: it was shocking.
0: I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress.
2: Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning. It's even messier than you thought. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into the show. It's hour number two of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host, live from Las Vegas. Your other host, live from Boston, Josh Applebaum. Josh, Arizona, the state of Arizona, is there an update in, when it comes to uh, sports wagering in that state?
3: A big update here. Pritch, were you a fan of Raising Arizona? That, remember, remember that movie? Yeah, it, was, I am. Uh, it was a crazy one. Yep. Yeah, it was a good movie. <laughs> but was great movie. Uh, this is uh, this is some good news if you live in Arizona. So I wrote about this in the newsletter this morning, visa.com slash newsletter. Uh, if you live in the state of Arizona or you're in that area, that Southern California area, uh, then you have like, you know, Texas to your east, this is a huge development because Arizona we saw as a state that wasn't really like uh, you know the top one top two uh, expecting of the next states to legalize it kind of came out of nowhere and the, the, the like the lawmakers in Arizona have done a really really great job here uh, and yesterday they crafted their rules, they opened up their application process, they had legalized betting uh, a couple months back and now they just uh, said uh, yesterday that they're going to go live with legalized sports betting in Arizona coming up September 9th. Now, Pritch, if you know that date, that's opening night NFL uh, mm-hmm. with the Bucks and with the Cowboys here. So uh, this is just fantastic news. Uh, we've had around 30 states legalized sports betting overall, but I think about 22, 23 uh, are, are live and operational. This would be, I think, the 24th with Arizona. But the credit to Arizona is that uh, they, this might be one of the most better friendly states Yet, and the odds make uh, the lawmakers. I think really learned a lot from other states that have legalized. And what they did is they opened up a ton of mobile licenses. There are di- up to twenty different mobile operators uh, that can apply for a uh, a license and start have, having mo- uh, mobile betting here, Pritch. So uh, you got big ones like DraftKings, FanDuel, uh, PointsBet, Barstool, Caesars. All these different ones they're going to get in on the action here. And why is that important, Pritch? Because as a better, you're gonna have a ton of options in Arizona. You're gonna be able to shop for the best line. I think a lot of one thing that a lot of pe- annoys a lot of people is when your state legalizes, we only have a couple options. You you're at the mercy of whatever number that those books are offering you mm-hmm. in Arizona the market's going to take over and the competition is going to be great. I think it's a good sign because that's going to basically the, the better is going to go to the book that gives them the best number, that gives them the lowest juice and that's what's going to happen in Arizona. So you're also going to have uh, stadiums here at the Phoenix Sun Stadium, Arizona Diamondbacks, Arizona Cardinals. They also legalized daily fantasy sports which is set to launch a little bit earlier, I think August 28th. Uh, but this is just a great sign that Arizona not far from you Pritch we when I get back on Vegas maybe we'll, we'll rent a car and El Camino will drive down to, to Arizona here for opening night week one and uh, and bet on sports legally so congrats Arizona.
2: Yeah, something a little bit more roomy than El Camino though, Josh. I mean, that's a long (laughs) trip. Uh, It's hot too, Um, but no, that's outstanding news when it comes to the state of Arizona, all the sports, all the events, major events, whether it's the final four, which I've covered down there before a super bowl, certainly Uh, they have casinos down there too. So that's outstanding news. Uh, What about line movement? Uh, Any line movement that you want to highlight right now?
3: Yeah. So we got a ton of baseball and, you know, I want to hit on a lot of these games before we end the show today, this last hour. But speaking of Arizona, the Arizona Diamondbacks are getting plus money at the Texas Rangers tonight, Bridge. Mm-hmm. So, this is kind of crazy. These are two of the worst teams in Major League Baseball. Uh, the Rangers have lost a ton of games in a row. Arizona, obviously, uh, has been kind of a joke all year, but kind of turned it on a little bit late. They've been winning some ball games, uh, they were kind of an auto fade. They're not as much anymore. I think they've won three of their last six maybe. So they're playing 500 here recently, getting some injured guys back, but they're on the road at Texas. This is uh, Taylor Widener against Dane Dunning. Mm -hmm. And what I'm seeing here, Pritch, is an opportunity to back the snakes on the road. Texas open around minus 140 at home. Texas, I believe, has not held a lead in over 105 innings, Pritch. They've been just getting rolled here anywhere they go. Now they're coming back home. What I like is that The public is actually jumping on the Rangers saying, I'll take the Rangers at home. Yeah, they're two bad teams, but they have a few more wins and they have home field advantage. However, open 140, Minus 140, Texas pretty much stayed where they're at, even dipped a little bit. I'm seeing some shops around, you know, minus 135-ish. Uh, so I'd be looking at the Diamondbacks here, interleague line move, uh, road dog high total. To me, this is kind of a line freeze type situation where if everyone's been the Rangers, why isn't this line going further up? I think you could sweat the snakes tonight around plus 130. To me, that could be a value play tonight.
2: Okay, you got a pregame total of two of eight and a half, uh, juiced up to the under, minus 115 out here in Vegas. Uh, I tell you what, 31 and 70, uh, the record for the Diamondbacks, but yet we're about cashing tickets here, and if you can find an angle, find one.
3: Yeah, we are, Pritch. And again, they won three of their last five. You know, they actually uh, they they won they uh, lost at the Cubs are the last two or three, yeah. but. Texas is in a tailspin right now. Mm-hmm. This is a team that trade Gallo, could get rid of a lot of their players. To me, two bad teams, you're in plus money, line hasn't moved. Yep. I'd look at the D-backs
2: here. has been in Costa America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host from Vegas. Your other host, Josh Applebaum, is out in Boston. Josh, uh, deep dive time, National Football League. Let's start with the Buffalo Bills team you're familiar with as a uh, Patriots fan. Uh, but yet, uh, we just want to look at the Bills and really examine them because their win total is sitting at 11 wins. A lot of optimism because of some offseason moves and then the emergence uh, of one Josh Allen that people are excited about.
3: Yeah, the Bills are a team that I'm pretty high on, Pritch. You know, I, I've seen them, uh, obviously, with Brady leaving. And there you go. There's a Brady reference number seven today, I think, Pritch. <laughs> are so, you <laughs> uh, You're, you're going to get a lot of closing line value here in this one. But uh, to me, this is the this is the team to be in the AFC East. I, I really like... Um, kind of the foundation that they're creating with Sean McDermott. And I like these teams that kind of slowly, incrementally just get a little bit better each year. That's what I think the Buffalo Bills are doing. And obviously, you know, you draft Josh Allen, uh, who uh, Michael Lombardi mentioned before, he'd never really seen a quarterback take such a leap in terms of his completion percentage, going from barely 50% now close to sixty percent. Uh, obviously broke through last year with a huge year. To me, Josh Allen is the kind of player. Uh, I believe he's plus twelve hundred, plus fourteen hundred. MVP. That could be worth a look. But you have the uncertainty uh, of obviously you know the Jets. What are they going to be? The Patriots. I expect them to be better. But uh, are you going to go Cam Newton? Is there an opening there for Mac Jones? Uh, Miami could be tough. But to me, the Bills are a team that just gets a little bit better each year. And when you create that foundation like McDermott, once you you know pour the concrete there, Pritch, it just gets better and better. And I think there's a team defensively, um, you know, drafted a couple edge rushers early, still has a great stout defense. You bring in Emmanuel Sanders now, Cole Beasley. The situation with COVID and whether or not he'll play, I mean, that's a bit of a distraction there. But I just see a team that is getting better. Uh, and until further notice, I think the Bills uh, are one of your top challengers to the Chiefs here in the AFC. I'd be high on the Bills this year. I'd be looking over, win total 11. And I really like the minus 155 to win the AFC East.
2: Uh, real quick, before we move back to the Buffalo Bills, um, I mentioned to Michael Lombardi that Joe Montana was 52% or 53% Ooh. like that in college. Uh, and then he ended his career at 64% Uh, in the National Football League. So there's your leap right there. Uh, Josh Allen is incredible. I I watched this young man play at the University of Wyoming. Uh, It was at Pro Day in terms of the reports of what was coming, what was emerging. I was at the Senior Bowl uh, when he participated. Uh, The Broncos were coaching him at the time, and you had Baker Mayfield, who had the it factor, but then you had Josh Allen, who was just workmanlike. Here was a guy, too, and this is why I'm high on him. uh, He sent out his resume, because he wanted to be a Division One athlete, and he wasn't really recruited that way, and Wyoming gave him that chance, and so I think with Buffalo, what they got is a, is a guy who certainly identifies with with buffalo right and in buffalo identifies with him and and i think for any quarterback that is important think about jim kelly and his allegiance or or the allegiance from buffalo fans to jim kelly i think josh allen has that chance too Uh, and then the stability with mcdermott Leslie, leslie Frazier, uh and dable the coaching uh that they have up there in buffalo too allows me to bet that over as well i agree with you on that one josh
3: Yeah, there's so much to like about the Bills. I think you hit the nail on the head, Pritch. This is a quarterback that really fits his area perfectly. You know, a guy who kind of had the chips against him, you know, had to battle for a scholarship. No one really wanted him. He goes to Wyoming. Got a rocket arm, but uh, again, you know, it was kind of overlooked overall. Then he goes to Buffalo where the bad weather situation, you know, going from Laramie to Mm -hmm. Buffalo and then really embracing that and embracing kind of uh, the Bill's mafia, so to speak. Remember, I think he had a situation where either his grandmother passed or someone got sick. He raised a ton of money for the children's hospital. Um, you know, around Buffalo. So uh, he's really taken to the community as well, which is something you love to see. So I think he's in line for a mega deal here coming up. But uh, again, a team that has gotten better each year and I think is ready to really, really break through. You know, they uh, they lose that that playoff game there last year, but uh, is this the year where they finally get over the hump? To me, getting back Bills Mafia in that stadium uh, and the Bills go nuts for that team. I mean, I've seen, uh, we have, I have some friends here that are from the Buffalo area and they are so excited and stoked about the Bills here, Pritch. I like that over eleven. The division odds minus one fifty-five. One that intrigued me too, Pritch. Uh, number one seed in the AFC for the playoffs okay. plus three fifty. That's a decent payout here. Mm-hmm. What if Mahomes, you know, uh, you know, Super Bowl hangover or you know his foot issue? I mean, I don't want to just uh, you know disrespect Mahomes here, but I could just see a team like Buffalo really continuing to move forward. And if and every, all their numbers, if you look at them, are minuses for a lot of these stu- a lot of these uh, props here. You get to a plus money spot. Uh, you know, first seed, I could be intrigued by that. I love the Bills this year. Yeah, how
2: about that? Uh, a playoff caliber team check, uh, certainly conference championship caliber team check. Uh, so that's plus 650, like you mentioned, to win the Super Bowl, 12 to one too. So looking at the roster, uh, you got Stefan Diggs. We'll see what happens with Cole Beasley. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, I, I, this guy has, all he does is go to Super Bowls. Uh, and, and that's the type of player he is, whether it's San Francisco, Denver, or perhaps now with Buffalo. Uh, Offensive line is stable, and their tight end uh, situation is deep. Uh, When you look at Jacob Hollister, he's the third tight end on that roster right now. A lot of people remember him from Seattle.
3: Yeah, and Hollister, uh, I remember him with New England, too. Mm -hmm. He was the guy who they cut in training camp, and people were like, you know, all training camp a few years ago, I remember Hollister, Hollister. He had a twin as well uh, that didn't really break through. But Dawson Knox is another big tight end. Mm -hmm. Who who was he, Mississippi State, something like that. I think he was uh, another guy that you can kind of look downfield. But uh, I'm with you, Pritch, definitely high in the bills. Now, if we look to the week one matchup here with Buffalo, this is one that's kind of you're walking a tightrope right now because you're around a key number. Pittsburgh going to Buffalo. So a lot of these books right now open uh, Buffalo uh, minus six and a half. A lot of the juice on the six and a half with Buffalo week one at home, one o'clock, big Ben, the new, the new big Ben, uh, nice and thin, big Ben here, Um, minus six and a half. Looks like it's going to minus seven here with the Buffalo bills. So uh, a lot of times, you know, you look at these lines, you say it's so far away, but it's actually really not, uh, you know, only a little bit more than a month away. But also, you know, you want to wait. Are there injuries? Get more information. But sometimes if you bet these numbers a little early, you can be happy because Bills are minus six and a half now. looks like it's going up to seven. Um, If you like the bills, you may want to grab them sooner rather than later. If they win this game by seven, you know, 27 to 20, something like that, uh, 31-24. If you get the six and a half now on July 27th, you'd be happy because uh, that key number may come up Bigly here, if you like the Bills, laying the six and a half instead of pushing with a seven.
2: Yeah, other are key games, too. Week five, they got the Chiefs. The Chiefs are minus four and a half. Um, uh, and then, you know, week 14, I think everybody's going to anticipate this matchup. Bills at the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
3: Ooh, that's going to be a great game <laughs> here, Pretch I cannot wait for that one. Uh, and again, going back to, like, the Bucks win total, that was mm-hmm. one game I circled for them. Uh, trying to find, you know, five losses for them to try to, uh, you know, maybe make me question my 11 and a half win total. Um, You know, that could be one of them. That's going to be a tough game. Uh, but again, Brady's played Buffalo quite a few times here. Uh, and I think to his credit, that's going to be uh, what I think that's in Tampa, right? Pritch. So, yep. uh, so that's something to keep an eye out for, but, um. Yeah. High on the Bills here. Uh, give me. It's it, my allegiances are Bills and, and the Bucks here this year, Pritch. I don't know what it is. Maybe they maybe they meet in the Super Bowl. Who knows?
2: Who knows? I mean, it's possible. You look at what the Bills have done defensively too. They added uh, Gregory uh, Rousseau from Miami. Uh, he's a pass rusher, edge guy. That's going to help out. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, they're fully intact. Uh, in terms of what they had defensively last year with the defensive at head coach, too. Now, Josh Allen, from his player prop standpoint, 45-50-and-a-half passing yards, 34-and-a-half pass, passing touchdowns as well. Uh, he's got rushing yards props at 500-and-a-half and, uh, and eight rushing touchdowns for Josh Allen.
3: Yeah, so definitely, lean. you know, passing yards, guys made a leap every single year, uh, passing TD 34 and a half. I'd be looking at maybe the over with the passing touchdowns. You know, I think he could get you 35. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did he have? 37 last year, Pritch. Now you're adding an extra game. To me, that's the one that I would target. Uh, the rushing yards are interesting because you know, this is a guy who can really move with his legs, get you, you know, it's third and eight, he can get you, you know, a 10 yard scramble, that sort of thing. Uh, I think obviously, you know, when uh, your playoff chances and your whole team revolves around your star quarterback, you don't want him running too much because you could really kind of tempt an injury here. Uh, If he gets, you know, lined up, if he's uh, getting greedy, we saw like with Jimmy G how he tore his knee the other year when, when he was going down the sideline and trying to push it too much. So if he can learn to get down, you know, slide, get out of bounds, that sort of thing, but I am intrigued by the 500 and a half rushing yards because uh, this guy can really scramble a lot. And I think his speed is a little bit more than you would expect, but uh, what's your take on Alan Pritch? Is this just hammer these overs or are there any here where maybe you could buy low under?
2: No, he's just a great athlete, phenomenal athlete playing a quarterback position. Um, And and he's, and he's tough. You know, the Raiders kind of knocked him out the game, hurt his shoulder. He came back in uh, and threw a a deep bomb to Stefan Diggs to help win that game. Uh, He's rushed for, Eight, nine, and eight touchdowns his three years in the the league so far, too. Uh, So I like these props right now. Eight rushing touchdowns. I could see that going over. Uh, 500 rushing yards, uh, 500 and a half. Uh, You you factor in some scrambling uh, as well. I mean, yeah, I could see that going over as well. I'm focusing in, though, mostly on the 45, 50 and a half passing yards.
3: Yeah, I like that over for the passing yards. You know, the rushing TD, the other thing is when you get to bad weather in Buffalo, Mm -hmm. uh, the QB sneak, that sort of thing can really benefit you. So uh, maybe that's the way you cash it. I wish it was like seven and a half with a hook, Pritch, because the the numbers you gave me, 898, you know, what if he lands right on eight? You push the bet here, (laughs) you know, shop around. You want to make sure, is there a book offering a better number? Always ask yourself that. Don't just bet it at the book in front of you. Look around, try to get a better number. But the other thing I'll, I'll throw at you, Pritch, McDermott, eighteen to one, coach of the year. How about that, so that's something I think that's intriguing. Mm-hmm. Again, a guy who's built, 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 and gotten better, better, better each year. I think he's starting to really garner a lot of respect from fellow coaches around the league, and he's a no-nonsense guy. He's got kind of a little bit of that Belichick in him. I know Belichick has been very um, effusive in his praise of McDermott, uh, just the kind of the. Uh, the mentality and the situation and environment he's created there. So uh, a lot of these props or, or, you know, uh, futures bets here, if you're going to have a good year, it may not just be your quarterback. You can cash these to your, your coach of the year, 18 to one McDermott, Pritch. I'm intrigued by that.
2: Yeah. You know, Buffalo is just that unique place. Uh, I played against the bills, uh, you know, that team, those bills with Kelly and Thurman and um, Sally and, Biscuit and I mean all these guys right and they all said the same thing. They all said the same thing about that community is special up there. Uh, it's like a college atmosphere that small town feeling uh, in which uh, those guys feel empowered by the Bills Mafia. So I think that's taken shape with this group. Uh, to be honest with you, it, it, it's a unique situation back there with Bruce Smith and all those guys. But uh, I think this group of Buffalo Bills have that situation. The coaching staff, too, with Dable, uh, Frazier, like you mentioned, McDermott, uh, that intact. I mean, that's the special coaching staff, uh, to me, gives Buffalo an edge uh, coming up with this, uh, this season uh, in the National Football League.
3: I'm right there with you, Pritch. And again, you know, when you're uh, when you're lake effect and you got these winners where you're getting 20 feet of snow, uh, it really galvanizes your community. And again, mm-hmm. uh, I think the over on broken tables this year, Pritch and Bill's fans <laughs> uh, setting themselves on fire. When the when the grill and the, the tailgate get out of hand, I would take the over on that. that you know, that thing's going to fly way over. But I'm with you. This to me is a Bill's team that uh, even if you targeted a little bit earlier in the summer, some of these numbers have moved a bit. I'm very high in the Bills, and I think uh, there's a lot to like about them with Josh Allen progressing another year
2: in the NFL. When you play at the University of Wyoming, there's no such thing as bad weather in the National Football League either. Uh, when it comes to quarterback, well, that's the reason why they drafted them. To be honest with you, uh, how about receiving yards for Stefan Diggs? 1350 and a half uh, for him. I think he's going to be helped. Uh, with Emmanuel Sanders, uh, we mentioned Knox, too. You did, anyway, in terms of the tight end position to get the running game revved up. Uh, that certainly is going to help Stephon Diggs, 13, 50 and a half receiving yards.
3: Yeah, so last year, Diggs had an incredible year. 127 catches, Pritch, 1535 receiving yards, eight touchdowns. So you're looking at a lot of these props here, you know, eight receiving touchdowns, same as last year. The 1350, to me, seems a little bit low. I mean, obviously, you know he's age, 27 season, still in his prime here, uh, but he's been really, really durable. So uh, if you're going to bet some of these, uh, these props here, you're knocking on wood, but you're going from Minnesota to Buffalo. These are his games played each year, Pritch. 13, 13, 14, 15, 15, all 16 last year uh, to me, you're banking on not only his dependability um, and being able to play each week and avoid injury, but also year two in the system year two with Josh Allen. I mean, uh, they didn't, there was like no time at all uh, learning curve between Allen uh, and Stefan Diggs and a lot of these, you know, go routes or, you know, uh, kind of fade routes. I mean, the ball's right on the money it feels like they've been playing together forever. I like that over uh, receiving yards, 13, and a half, my only concern would be, you know, does Emmanuel Sanders take away a few catches from him? You know, uh, also Gabriel Davis. He's a guy, I think is UCF, Rich, a guy who uh, has made a few plays, could make another leap here. But Diggs, I think it will only be better year two.
2: I'd go over Diggs receiving yards. And then when it comes to Cole Beasley, we, we have a prop for him, 750 and a half receiving yards. Uh, he could be on a roster bubble for a lot of reasons. Uh, so, I mean, is this a prop situation you kind of stay away from? Stay
3: away from it. I don't want to touch this with a 10-foot pole, Pritch. I mean, if he's healthy, he's vaxxed up, he's ready to go, I mean, that's kind of an easy over for me. Uh, but there was such uncertainty um, and the way that the NFL teams. I mean, it's no nonsense with COVID right now. Pritch, you've oh, already yeah. seen assistant coaches uh, kind of get quasi let go, fired, whatever you want to call it. There's a Patriots offensive line coach who wouldn't get the vaccine. He's been let go. Um, I think the thing is, you know, if you miss a game and an outbreak takes place, you got to forfeit these games. You're not going to get game checks. It was all, you know, fun and games in a way when, uh, you know, we would just reschedule a Sunday game to Tuesday, Pritch, and get mm-hmm. a Wednesday game. That's over with. I think the NFL is taking such a hard stance, which I I support. I I think, uh, again, you want to play these games. You don't want to deal with what we dealt with last year. Uh, That's so much uncertainty with Beasley. I'm not going to touch that prop bet. I have no idea which way that could go.
2: I'm not going to touch it either. Um, I I think the league, too, Uh, is uh, indicating they don't have many weeks to play around with anyway. I mean, you got the extra regular season game. That was one of the weeks that you could play around with. But now you have 17 regular season games, so you just don't have room uh, to reschedule a lot of games. And so uh, the hammer was uh, certainly dropped on a lot of situations uh, coming up this year.
3: You're exactly right, Pritch. And you know, again, I'll I'll be honest with you. I kind of like though that Tuesday night game. Wednesday game <laughs> it was just kind of weird. And like uh, I remember, it's like when do we when are we ever going to get that again? But uh, again, we want the 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 continuity and the consistency of you know Sunday, Monday, Thursday night. I mean, later in the week you get later in the year you get to the Saturday games. But uh, let's avoid all that. It's nice to know when these games are going to be played and Mm -hmm. not have to deal with um, all these issues with with scheduling. So uh, if it could benefit there, I'm all for it.
2: Okay, finish first in the AFC East. The win of division, minus 155 for the Bills. uh, Win total, uh, 11. Uh, I think safe to go over that one uh, when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. uh, Make the playoffs, minus 350. Uh, Miss the playoffs, that's not going to happen. Wild card spot plus 240 uh, for all the prices with the Buffalo Bills. Deep dive right there uh, with the Buffalo Bills. Coming up next on the program, will the team USA, the real team USA, stand up? Uh, Will we actually lay the point in their matchup? That's coming up next. Indeed's Instant Match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. Get more at Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Cost America. and We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host from Vegas. Your other host, Josh Applebaum, is out in Boston. So, Josh, Team USA, Uh, I ask for the real Team USA to please stand up please stand up. Please stand up. Um, if they do, would you lay the points? It was minus 41 and a half against Iran. It's now minus 39 and a half at bed, Gym.
3: So Pritch, you know what that means? A little <laughs> bit of steam on the Iranians here, my friend. Uh, so I would say, uh, you know, number one, again, Linus moving to Iran. Uh, to me, it's kind of a layoff at this point. Okay. To, with the, like in general, when I'm betting the Olympics, I pick my spots very carefully uh you can go based on line movement thinking hey if someone's got a, you know an insight here we can maybe follow some smart money kind of like you know one thing i like about the WNBA, the cfl some of these other sports like uh if there isn't as much public then these moves are driven more toward uh, driven more by respected money so that's one thing so it seems to me like that based on this like the the uh, the line moving to iran it's got to be some iran respected money because Pritch, you know, the vast majority of Americans are going to hammer America and lay the points just because uh, you want to root for team USA. Right. So I would, I would lean the points here with Iran. I mean, you would have wanted to get, you know, 40 and a half, 41, something like that. Um, And I'll keep hammering this home. I'm probably going to die on the Hill of team. USA has a lot of value uh, as soon as team USA just uh, loses entirely and doesn't win gold. But I still think, uh, you're buying low on Team USA at a good number. Now you're getting good number because they keep losing. So the odds here from our producer, JJ, they a 1,000. Right. Lose to Nigeria, down to minus 800. Lose to Australia, down to minus 600. Um, it, again, they lose to France, minus 250, which, by <laughs> the way, Pritch, I'm a Celtics fan. We better bring back Evan Fournier. Did you see how he lit, lit up uh, that last game? <laughs> He's a free agent, and he uh, played with the Celtics at the trade deadline last year. But um, to me, Team USA has a ton of value here. My one thing is, like, are they getting acclimated to the way um, the rules are, are played in, in Olympic basketball? Because uh, there's no three second violation. There's kind of no goaltending. Uh, there's only five fouls instead of six. There are changes that maybe that it's just taking them quite a long time to get acclimated to. Obviously, you're bringing in guys like Devin Booker, Middleton, Holiday, who had a late start there because of the NBA Finals. Um, Team USA minus 250. Again, I, I think there's value buying low here, uh, but I would mention. Some some teams with liability. This is from our friends at BetMGM. Australia. Australia is getting about 25% uh, of the uh, of the tickets, about 30% of the handle. Okay. Uh, big money on Slovenia. I mean, did you see? Uh, did you see our guy? Um, Luca. Our guy Luca, yeah. man, like unbelievable what he's been doing there. So Slovenia is another uh, kind of liability play. So I'd keep an eye out for Australia, Slovenia. Uh, obviously, France just beat USA. But Pritch, am I crazy? Like, there's value on Team USA, but is it because? They just don't have what it takes. I mean, you're starting to get worried a little bit. Uh, They got to show you something. And uh, Iran's got the points today with the the sharp line move.
2: (laughs) The steam steam towards Iranians. I love that. Um, But, yeah, you're right. If you could, before the Olympics started, if you could have caught uh, Team USA at minus 250, I think a lot of people would have jumped all over that. But now, uh, having lost to France, and you see these other odds, I mean, Luca going for 48. uh, We need somebody on Team USA to go for 48. Uh, Why can't that happen?
3: I'm with you, Pritch. You need one of these guys to step up. Like I'll I'll, I'll kind of lay it at the feet a little bit of Jason Tatum. Tatum's got an opportunity here to really bust through and really be a go-to scorer. I mean, Durant is the guy you're counting on, the veteran. But it just seems like these guys, on the one hand, they haven't really played with each other before. Like Lillard, what are you getting out of Lillard? You got some glue guys like Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. You need one of these scores to just say, "Screw it, I'm going to take over one of these games." You know, maybe they're just trying to be too unselfish. Maybe the um, you know the situation in Tokyo is unfamiliar to these players. Uh, I would also say, Pritch. Uh, LeBron, where are you at? I know he's not coming, but can he take a break from Space Jam and and help out Team USA? Imagine the promotion for Space Jam if he did that. It's not going to happen, but uh, what a story that would be, Pritch.
2: Yeah, how about the 12.40 a.m. Eastern start time, tip-off time, though? You think that could factor into this matchup?
3: I think it could, you know, again, it's kind of tough. The other day I'm trying to find the Peacock channel, Pritch. Mm -hmm. It's tough for me. I feel like it's March Madness where (laughs) i got to find True TV and all these different ones. Um, But, but yeah, you would think they've been there quite a bit now, what, over a week. So you got to be kind of acclimated to the time zone, changes like that. Uh, But, again, this is a factor. There's all these different variables. Team USA hasn't done well with so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, minus 250 after opening minus 1,000. To me, that is a buy low value play.
2: Well, I think the time could uh, play a factor. Coach Shanahan, uh, the Denver Broncos, played. we played the San Francisco 49ers in a preseason game. Uh, that long flight, we ran gassers until we all laid out. Josh, just try to get acclimated in four days. Uh, and it worked, though. We, we beat the 49ers defending Super Bowl champions in preseason game. But it takes some time to get your body acclimated out there flying on uh, that flight to Japan. Uh, coming up next on the program, uh, this division might have the deepest collection of receivers in the league. NFC receiving totals from the NFC South. Coming up next. The v football betting guides are coming soon, and there is no better way to prepare for the college or pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both. Now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for v All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. Josh, I'm kind of surprised at these receiving totals from the NFC South, but then again, considering the quarterbacks, uh, Tom Brady, uh, Matt Ryan, he might become Matty Ice again, who knows? Uh, And then you got one, Sam Darnold. So uh, the NFC South receiving totals. Calvin, Calvin Ridley, 1,400 and a half receiving yards, 10 touchdowns.
3: Yeah, Ridley's incredible, Pritch. You know, we've we've kind of scratched our heads with this one and really the odds makers are expecting a huge year out of him. So anytime something looks fishy, like my first inclination is, wow, how is he, you know, at such a high number? And number two, how do you not take the under? Typically in situations like this, he'll have a huge year and get you 1,600 yards, Pritch. That's kind of the way, uh, just anecdotally, you view this. But um, the two players that I would look out for, The first one is DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore getting uh, Sam Darnold here. And again, hopefully he doesn't see ghosts. Hopefully he can, uh, stay healthy here. Uh, but I like the DJ more over. If you look at the way this young player is trended, remember uh he was out of Maryland and uh got all the physical attributes, six foot, two ten, mm-hmm. uh become a really go-to receiver there, especially with Robbie Anderson on his other side. You know, you're losing Curtis Samuel, but really DJ more, of the alpha male there, I think will improve with Darnold. You know, we like Teddy Bridgewater, a guy who covers numbers, but doesn't really push it down the field. If you look at his uh, advanced metrics he doesn't really uh throw it more than you know 20 yards and Donald's a guy who could maybe get you more uh more deep passes which could help you pass this over but pritch uh DJ Moore we talked about Josh Allen getting steadily better each year DJ Moore is entering his his fourth year he had uh 788 yards year 1 he had 1175 year 2 he had 1193 last year uh averages 16 15 games a year guy that's steadily improving here so DJ Moore 1200 and a half would be a guy that I would target and then pritch Rob Gronkowski, Gronk <laughs> I love the Gronk over Gronk over 475 and a half he had 623 receiving yards last year and to me Gronk is a forgotten guy uh you obviously the the, the wideouts you, you flock to uh you know obviously Godwin Evans so have Antonio Brown Gronk is a guy that you forget he's even there he gets single coverage this guy used to be double team every snap with the Patriots and now he's just a security blanket on third down. You know, if he averages you 30 yards a game, uh, you know, played all the games last year, I really like the Gronk year two over 475 and a half. To me, that's the best bet on the board.
2: Yeah, look at uh, this category too, though. Look at the names on the NFC South receiving totals. So uh, not only with wide receivers, but with tight ends, Kyle Pitts, 800 and a half receiving yards as a rookie, uh, seven and a half receiving touchdowns. That's incredible. Uh, you mentioned DJ Moore, which I like, 1200 and a half receiving yards, but Robbie Anderson, you know, you know Sam Darnold and, and those guys are familiar with each other. And then you got uh, Joe Brady, who was that coordinator with the LSU Tigers, who won a, a national championship. Uh, so he knows how to distribute the football. Uh, you just have to have the right quarterback. And if Sam Darnold pans out, he's the right quarterback. Uh, they should light up the stat sheet this year.
3: Great point by you, Pritch. So I flocked to DJ Moore. Maybe the better bet is there is Robbie Anderson, as you mentioned. Remember, uh, they played with the Jets together. You have that backstory, so you have a a little bit of familiarity overall. And I I always like it when you can target a player where there's another guy uh, on the other side of the field that can garner some attention there uh, because they can push each other and it can create some openings, make it harder for the defense to game plan against. So Robbie Anderson, more I look at it, can he get you 976 yards? Is a guy that can get you, you know, a buck 50 here in a game, you know, flash a, a long pass down the field and get you a ton in one clip. So That's definitely intriguing to me. Pritch, the two we didn't mention here, I've I've gone over my TB12 quota today, but two receivers Godwin and Evans right. what do you make of them because you know uh watching Brady on Instagram he keeps saying uh Godwin's going to have a huge year Godwin Godwin a lot of he seems to be pumping up Godwin a guy who last year 840 yards uh obviously we know with uh with Mike Evans he had 1006 yards last year can both of those guys go over 1000 godwin is kind of like ridley like a high number that uh was higher than i thought but what's your take on these receivers are you bullish on either of them or would you go over or under on either
2: no i'm bullish on all of them uh mike evans on the outside primarily an outside guy uh if he's healthy certainly going over 1000 25 and a half receiving yards is doable uh chris godwin is that he's that slot guy uh that inside receiver that tom brady relies upon heavily uh so he'll he'll get a lot of targets that's for sure and if Tom Brady's calling him out saying he's going to have a big year, I think he's going to have a big year, 1100 and a half of receiving yards for uh Godwin.
3: Yeah. Again. So Brady pumping him up and uh, you make a great point there. I automatically think of Julian Edelman, a mm-hmm. guy all of guys, before. all of them, Welker, you know, Troy Brown back in the day, Emondola, all these guys that Brady, and again, the older you get, uh, what do you what do you rely on if you're Tom Brady i think you're relying on a guy who is where he's supposed to be and you can get the ball quick and get it to him so that's a great point by you pritch maybe the the play here with godwin and this over is the fact that He's kind of that security blanket, Edelman, Welker type guy. Uh, You don't think of him, or at least I don't think of him in that regard, um, but that could be kind of the situation that you're banking on for him to cash that over.
2: Sure. I mean, I like the Gronk angle that you have too, though. Uh, 4.75 and a half receiving yards. Uh, That was a guy who was lobbying uh, prior to the Super Bowl to be more involved in the offense. And so that indicates to me that he's healthy, feeling good, feeling confident, and you got Tom Brady.
3: Yeah. And he had a year off. Imagine Pritch, if I asked you to take a year off, I know you didn't want to, but imagine how much better your body would feel a year off. Mm -hmm. Now you're in Tampa, you get the nicer weather. You don't have to deal with the new England weather. Uh, And obviously, you know, uh, this is a guy that went through the entire schedule. When's the last time Gronk went through all 16 games? It's very rare to me. It's a guy that's really undervalued under the radar. I think you should target Gronk over right
2: now and then Pitts at 800 and a half receiving yards as a rookie uh, eligible. I'm going to call him an eligible instead of a tight end. It's just a phenomenal athlete, still a young player though, uh, but has to get his feet wet in the league.
3: Yeah, it's tough rookies. I don't know. Sometimes I have hesitation with just the transition from college to the NFL uh, matchup nightmare though. I think you're banking on tight end being, uh, if you're an opposing, you know, uh defensive coordinator, do you put a, a, a little DB on him? Do you put a linebacker who's too slow? Rich, the 800 and a half. I could lean over, but what do you think? Uh, I'll defer to you in the receiver or, or pass catching spot with your former team.
2: Well, it's Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't know what the coordinator situation is going to be and what style of offense they're going to implement there with the Falcons. Uh, you know, you got Calvin Ridley, uh, the number one target now. Uh, 1,400 and a half receiving yards, or or will Kyle Pitts be the number one target? Uh, Just so much to uh, sift through and get to in terms of the Atlanta Falcons and where I want to go there Uh, because I'm still undecided on what type of offense they're going to have with the new uh, Arthur Smith uh, head coach there, philosophy on offense. So uh, I'm going to investigate a little bit more before I give you a decision on that one, Josh. Uh, come up next on the program, though. We got Josh Applebaum's grossest play of the day. That's coming up next right here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. without fear on your favorite sports with a risk-free first wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code VSEN600 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Once again, it's promo code VSEN600 to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. It's a new customer offer. Paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., Virginia or West Virginia? Excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 800-522-4700. In Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C., 800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. and Tennessee, call or text the red line, 800-889-9789. In Indiana, it's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show with Spending Across America, presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. Josh, the NBA draft this week, uh, where are you going? Where are you leaning? And, I mean, Cade Cunningham, he's going to be the number one overall pick for sure. Uh, Leaves away minus 5,000. Where else are you going with the uh, NBA draft?
3: Yeah, a lot of interesting movement here, Pritch. And I actually just updated the odds here from BetMGM. Further movement as we speak. So the draft is coming up here Thursday night. Let's just go through. Uh, To me, the value is uh, picking who will go second, third, fourth, and fifth. That's the opening here. So with Cade Cunningham, he's minus 5,000 to go first overall. Uh, We saw Cade Cunningham at OK State. Reminds me a lot of Jason Tatum. 6'8", can pretty much do everything for you. It's a shooting league, and this guy can shoot the ball. Uh, So really Detroit Pistons first Cunningham minus 5,000. The thing is, Pritch, it's such a big number. There's really no value to betting it because you've got to risk so much, get so little in return that even though we expect it to happen, uh, it's really an unbettable number at this point. Uh, However, it gets interesting when we get who will go second, third, fourth, and fifth. So let's just go each one. Uh, Who will go second overall? So uh, this is a pick that's going to go Houston Rockets here. We've Mm -hmm. really seen Jalen Green become the odds-on favorite here. So Jalen Green, remember Pritch, he skipped uh went from high school, skipped college, went straight to the G League, averaged, I think about 16 points a game, mm-hmm. played against uh older competition, grown men here. Jalen Green has really emerged here. So second overall pick. Jalen Green was minus 200 yesterday. He's up to minus 400. So this number is moving here, Pritch. Jalen Green second. Uh, That's my pick to go second to Houston. Uh, Number three, a move to Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley was that big man from USC. Uh, Was a freshman of the year, Pac-12. Took him on a deep run in the NCAA tournament. Evan Mobley going three to the Cavaliers. That's my bet. Uh, Mobley uh, the other day, he was minus 175. He's now minus 220. So it seems to me a lot of these numbers are moving right now. Shop around, see if you can jump on them. But my third pick would be Mobley, third to the Cavs. They spent a lot of draft capital on guards in recent years. Sexton, Garland. So going big man here with Mobley makes sense. You could pair him with Jarrett Allen. Uh, Then you get to the fourth pick, Pritch. Jalen Suggs, he's minus 160. The number's still kind of low. It's a decent uh, decent kind of number here, but I think it's a match made in heaven with the Toronto Raptors. They could lose Kyle Lowry. Jalen Suggs is a perfect guy to put in his place and build around moving forward. Uh, obviously hit that huge shot against UCLA in the NCAA tournament. He's a football player mentality, mm-hmm. a bulldog. I think he'd fit perfectly to replace Lowry. And then what I just noticed right now as we speak, um, I wrote about this in the newsletter. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes yesterday was a slight favorite to go fifth overall to the Magic around minus one. I think it was minus one thirty-five. Mm-hmm. I just up refreshed my page. He's minus two twenty-five now, Pritch. So Scotty Barnes, uh Florida State guy. Uh not great numbers, like 10 points a game, but turned it on late. A lot of potential here. So Cunningham won, but you can't bet that the number's too high. Uh green number two is my bet. Uh, number three, Mobley, number four, Suggs, and number five, Barnes. Those would be my bets for Thursday night.
2: Does the Ben Simmons rumors uh, to Toronto get you off of Suggs at all?
3: So now that you mention it, Pritch, good point. I'm actually like, all these guys are jumping up to the, you know, minus 160 to minus 200. Why is Suggs still minus 160? That could be, there could be something going there. I know they've floated. Pascal Siakam in a trade, maybe with that number four overall pick, does that change things? Uh, So again, something to keep an eye out for. And we always get these blockbusters. I mean, today is kind of a big NHL day, Pritch. There's a lot of NHL Mm -hmm. news. Free agency starts tomorrow. But I think over the next couple days, you get closer to Thursday, that's where some of these trades might come down. We saw the Valanchunas trade. There could be more in the pipeline, Uh, but as of now, Suggs for to Toronto, that makes a lot of
2: sense. All right, we'll see what happens right there. I like that uh, analysis, though, Josh. Uh, Let's get to Major League Baseball, some key games on the schedule. Oakland uh, is on the road to San Diego. San Diego at home, minus minus 152, eight and a half uh, is the total here in this matchup.
3: I'm going with San Diego here, Pritch. I like this spot here, obviously getting that trade, getting Frazier. And we Mm -hmm. talked about this game earlier with Josh Towers. But um, to me, it's a split ticket count, yet the line is going to San Diego. One of the earliest things I learned being a a line movement, data-driven type better, is that typically in a vacuum, a line shouldn't move at all if the tickets are even, if money line bets are down the middle. However, not all money line bets are created equally. The bigger wagers here seem to be on the Padres because they're only getting half the tickets Yet, they're getting a big majority of money moving this number. Padres, they open minus 130, up to around minus 150. I also like uh, a big home favorite coming off a day off. If you're favored by minus 150 or more and yet an off day, so far this year, those teams are 67%, 46 and 23. Uh, Obviously, bring in Frazier, addition, boost there. To me, this is a play on the Padres. I like that line move, even though it's not a hugely popular play. Uh, I'll take Padres. Sweat the uh, sweat the fathers here, late night,
2: Prince. Okay. What are you seeing in Chicago and Kansas City? Kansas City, they got the victory last night. Um, I believe Chicago, the White Sox, are five hundred on the road. Uh, so not playing very well away from home. Uh, they are a favorite though, minus one forty three, nine and a halfs the total.
3: Yeah, so, Pritch, I was on the Royals last night, and that was kind of like one of the sharpest plays you're going to catch. I was I was, uh, I was, really happy the Royals came through because uh, you had everybody betting the White Sox, and I like White Sox against a lefty day. However, that became kind of a blind play that even though you like that trend, that line actually stayed the same or even dipped to KC last night, even though the White Sox were the most popular play of the day. So KC really came up big there. KC's won a few games in a row. I think they mm-hmm. won six in a row now at this point. White Sox have struggled a bit. I think they're one in five their last six, something like that. But I'm actually going White Sox tonight. With all that being said, I think it's a good buy low spot with Chicago. Uh, they open around minus one thirty-ish. They've been bet up around minus one forty on the road. Uh, and one thing I like about Chicago, they've done very well off a loss so far this year. Uh, it kind of speaks to Tony Larusa and kind of the mental toughness of bouncing back and kind of uh, you know putting it behind you and just going forward to the next day. White Sox off a loss this year, twenty-six and fourteen. I think they might get back on track tonight. I'll lay that number with the White
2: Sox. Okay, they have Dylan Cease on the bump. Uh, Josh Towers, who was in studio earlier, uh, he was high on the young pitcher uh, for the White Sox. Again, they're 24 and 24 on the road uh, this season.
3: Yeah, that, that worries you. They've been a huge, much more of a, of a home team here. And we've seen that across baseball, a lot of these teams. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Cubs as well. I, I like the move on the Cubs tonight against Cincinnati. They've been great at home, not very good on the road. So you got to pay attention to some of these splits. Obviously, the odds makers know this. They're going to bake this into the cake. But uh, that was a move toward the Cubs here. Um, my play on the White Sox would also be betting against Brad Keller. It's a guy that can get roughed up here and there. <laughs> um, you know, sticking with the Cubs, I like that move just in terms of, everyone seems to be flocking toward Cincinnati yet the line is going to the cubbies right. here. So uh, there are a lot of sharp moves here, Pritch. And, and if you, if you're ready for my grossest play of the day, you're going to have to avert your eyes. This is like a radioactive play. It's so bad. Uh, Detroit tigers Pritch. I'm going to take a shot on the tigers plus 175 tonight at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Now it was a five, six game last night. They kind of kept it close. Uh, couldn't get it done. They started off great against the break. This is a team that also great at home or good at home better than you expect. Not great on the road, but I like a big move. I've seen a huge move to the Tigers today, Pritch. This open uh, Maeda and the Minnesota Twins minus two ten. They're down to like minus one eighty five, minus one ninety. You've seen the Tigers big move, like almost plus two hundred down to plus one seventy five. It also match a uh, road division dog high total on the road, kind of a classic thing that I look for. And then also, if you look at uh, look at the White's, uh, look at the um, the Minnesota Twins here. They've struggled against lefties. They're only eleven and twenty four against lefties. They're going up against Alexander here tonight. To me, this is a value play with some sharp movement. And if you can cash a plus 175, uh, that's, that's a pretty good number there on the buyback. Uh, if you can get the get the Tigers to come through for us tonight.
2: We were talking about the Tigers yesterday uh, on the show yesterday. I think they were plus 145, almost uh, cashed that ticket there. Uh, but like what you mentioned, though, as they lose six to five, uh, they actually closed plus 153 out here in Vegas. So uh, plus 175 for the Tigers.
3: That's a big one there, Pritch. Mm-hmm. And I think you know just in terms of value, like a good example last night was um, the Houston Astros mm-hmm. game, Astros mm-hmm. against right. Seattle. Um, I, I want to give credit to the nuts, uh, Mike Ballman and Mal Shaw. I heard them talking about saying, "Hey, that number just is too high." With the uh, you know laying that number on the road with, with with Houston and obviously Seattle, you needed a grand slam there in the eighth inning. I mean, you had to sweat that one. Uh, <laughs> but to me, there are numbers that are just too high that create a value opportunity. If you can add in some line movement, that tells me like you know who who's waking up today, other than our guy Patrick Maher native son of Detroit. Who's waking up and saying, give me the Tigers big plus money today. I don't think you're getting recreational money. Everyone's betting the Twins at home. You still think the Twins are kind of good, but they're really not. They sold off Nelson Cruz. This thing is dropping. You only expect, at a plus 175 payout, pitch, you only expect to win, you know, you know, one out of four times, two out of five times here. But to me, it's a value play that is worth a look tonight. Plus 175. That's
2: why we put on the hazmat suit, though, Josh, uh, for <laughs> plays like that. Uh, you got Yankees and Tampa. Your thoughts on this game? This is another
3: dog play to me with the Yankees. I like the Yankees in this spot. Rays, obviously, you know, bringing in, in Cruz and kind of turning it on. I actually kind of like the Rays uh, in the AL East. I think they're plus 120 right now to catch the Red Sox. That could be worth a look. But big popular play to Tampa at home, getting about two thirds of bets. But they opened like minus 155 Pritch. Uh, and we had the Razor down to around minus 145. So that line is going to the Yankees. Uh, and the Yankees had a tough series. My Red Sox came through at Fenway, one, three, or four. But the Yankees, this is when I like buying low on the Yankees when they're struggling, when they're not playing mm-hmm. well, when they're popular playing well, they get way too shaded and inflated. And I don't want to touch them. To me, in the division, series opener, series openers, you got to be careful too. There are upset opportunities. Things you don't expect happening tend to happen here sometimes. I'll take a shot on the Yankees, plus plus one thirty-five ish
2: Okay, and then um, we talked about Toronto-Boston. Your thoughts on the Boston situation at home as a dog, uh, even though they're one of the hottest teams right now?
3: So I will admit, line went to Toronto. little respect to money okay. on Toronto. It's tough to not take the Sox there at that number. Uh, maybe we get some fireworks here, Pritch. Ten and a half total up to 11. Great night in Boston, wind blowing out. Uh, but few, Pritch, what, what a day. Great show <laughs> with you today, my man.
2: A great show with you as always, Josh. Great job. Uh, we'll see you back here on the program tomorrow. That'll do it for us. My guys in the desert coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.